Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am good. Are you ready to get this started? Soup's ready. Let's do this thing. Okay, so again, I, I go I stand by what I said last episode when I said that it feels like they have some kind of weird childlike laser that keeps swapping taggarts. <laughs> like suddenly he's back again. I'm like, this is like a, a mean trick because it's right? very it's so quick and they're constantly being interchanged. But like I think my favorite thing about his whole interaction this Jordan that I found beyond hilarious is like obviously everybody's been take, trying to take down Cyrus and Taggart and Jordan have a unique history with him and they have like a lot sort of writing on this whole thing but what I thought was interesting was that Taggart tried to paint this picture that like Cyrus also ruins marriages I know. <laughs> so, and so it was so amazing that all of a sudden it was like you know what we need to take him down because he's blowing up marriages. Like, how about the fact that he blows up actual people? Like, he does pretty terrible things to so many people. Like, he's literally murdered all your friends. But I love how they've resorted to, like, he also ruins our relationships. <laughs> so let's let's take him down. I thought it was so funny. I know. It was really unexpected. And I didn't think she would jump on the bandwagon. But they were just, like, all about this. I'm like, okay, if that's the motivation she needs, great. <laughs> And okay, and so then he also said something to Jordan, and I guess for me, this is still something I'm not super clear on. I know that Jordan even tried to spell it out for us, even directly to Cyrus, but it's still unclear, mm -hmm. is when he says, um, like, Jordan, like, you got out from under his thumb. And I'm like, yeah? Like, I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> like, I just, you know, I just felt like he got bored and eventually stopped targeting her. And I love the, the rationale because, like, the rationale back then to Cyrus was, like, you can't hold things over on me because, like, you know, my marriage and, like, and, like Curtis knows. Like, it was, like, some really weird non-nothing explanation as to exactly why she was out from under his thumb because he could pretty much murder anybody like he can get tj anytime like he works with her son at the hospital <laughs> like he's like he's a constant constant threat so i don't understand that i did enjoy his little interaction with trina where mm -hmm. yeah she was very much like please spill the tea what's going on with you and Jordan did you ever date do you want to what's up with you guys living together I sense a vibe don't you and it was just <laughs> really it was really really interesting you know he really stressed the fact that they were just friends which I don't know like I don't know if he's trying to convince himself but he does play like that upstanding guy and I think he just wants to do right by his daughter and if this thing with Jordan happens I think it's definitely going to be Jordan's move and not his yeah um but I also love that she wanted to know everything about them because it's kind of like on the flip side when she finds out about her mom and exactly Curtis, she's going to lose her mind <laughs> That's why it's, you know, like, that's also why it's interesting because it's very opposite. You know what I mean? Like, she's hounding, like, she's thought about Taggart and Jordan knowing they have a history. But obviously she has, like, I, I don't know that she has much of a clue. But that's just really interesting because she hasn't really brought that up with her mother and um, 
and Curtis. Well, I guess her mom's not living with Curtis, so she's kind of well, like, exactly. there's no need to dive into this further. Like, she doesn't need, like, I'm not going to tell my kids my whole past. Like, that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> but... And I get, and like Trina's whole relationship with like Curtis is more like, I'm rude when I bump into him. Like, that was her history with it, right? <laughs> And you know what I think might be funny is that when Trina does find out that she goes running to their place and wants to stay there for a bit in that tiny apartment. Oh, oh man. Okay, all I think that would be super funny because like she's coming around to Jordan, right? Like yes. I, I, I understood her coming around to to Curtis, but I also could understand her not coming around to Jordan. So yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was interesting that she made a point of stressing the fact that Jordan was, you know, awesome, actually. And, like, maybe I wasn't nice. So it was interesting that that was put out there. So, I don't know, maybe you're kind of onto something when you say that. We shall see. So, yeah. So I don't know what's going to go on there. But, again, I kind of want to put that out there. I would prefer Trina be Taggart's daughter to remain a legacy character yes. because it makes the friendship between her, Joss, and Cameron extra special because they all have um, huge roots to the show. Honestly, I just think it's going to be one of those things to keep us in suspense, but we it, it'll still be Taggart, just that they'll ask, she'll ask for a DNA test. It's a soap. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're just giving out DNA tests. Uh, speaking of DNA, let's go to Finn and his brother son. <laughs> yes. Okay. His, it, well, right now he's totally being like, he's my son, embracing that. But in yes. the back of my head, and I get it, it's probably not a right, the right time, but like, didn't you run a second test? Right? And I get it, I get it. His brother's like maybe dying, so for, perhaps it's not at the, at the top of his mind. But like, before we get into like this seriousness of like Chase's condition, mm -hmm. can we take a moment to enjoy the awkwardness of, uh, of his situation with with Willow. I feel like anybody with eyes can see the fact that she doesn't want to be there, like, at all. Oh my god, it's brutal. And I know they're laying it on thick because it's super entertaining. You know, Jackie's like, I'm so glad you're here. The father, <laughs> which I think it's Gregory. Slowly his name is sticking with me. But it's just, it's brutal. And Brooklyn's the only one like, uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> Right? And it's just like he wakes up and he's like so excited to see her there and she's all awkward like she's being forced <laughs> to be there and I was in utter utter disbelief when Michael showed up. Yep. Um. So he walks in super jokey makes some kind of bizarre sponge bath joke. Yep. Um... Willow gets so awkward. Like, Willow's doing a lot of things that make me go, what? You know, like, and so she, she's like, this is too much for me. I'm going to leave you two alone. And I'm just like, okay, wow, that's, that's something. You know what I mean? Whereas, remember Molly? <laughs> like, she was, she, that woman, she was practically, like, banging on stuff, doing anything she could to keep TJ and Brando apart. And Willow's just like, wow, um... Yeah, you, tell you guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys can just do the awkward thing. Like I just can't do it. I need some some space. And so, what was even weirder was the fact that like Michael just goes, "Oh, she didn't tell you," <laughs> and I'm just like, "So you showed up to visit Chase uh -huh. under the, the impression, yeah, mm -hmm. under the impression that he knew and was thrilled that you banged Willow <laughs> on the living room mattress, <laughs> like." What? 
like you know what I mean like he's in the hospital you know he's in the hospital so in your mind is like oh well you know sucks for him but I'm pretty sure Willow told him and I guess I'll wish him well and maybe he'll wish me well like what were you thinking like what were you thinking like he wanted to show up to help Willow break up with him and now he shows up to be like how'd you take it though are you okay? Are we good? We good? Because, because I know you wanted to be friends for a while and I kept saying no, but now I want you now that I'm happy. Do you want to be friends? <laughs> I didn't really know what to think about that. But I mean, when, when Michael and Willow left, what was interesting was seeing him in the room with Dante and Brooklyn because I was like, okay, that's oh, interesting. Yes. A new posse, a new entourage, one that's slightly more honest, even though that Dante knows what, what happened. Yes. But still, it was still better. It was a bit more of a breath of fresh air for Chase that he actually had people. Oh my God. It was amazing. And Brooklyn and his chemistry, I was all my only note was like date already. Like figure out this baby situation and date him. Well, she's running out of time, so she'll have to I know. Like like now <laughs> now she's on to like plan D of her plan, which is <laughs> get baby. It's like she got all the way to nine months and now she's like get baby <laughs> it's necessary <laughs> for this plan to, to, to work out but okay also i can't with this situation so then michael and willow finally have a chance to talk it out he's understanding mm-hmm. he sees that she doesn't have the opportunity and it's probably not the nicest thing to do whatever so as they're talking what i'm understanding between the two of them is that like i guess we'll have to like not tell him and i guess i'm under the impression like their future was put on hold according yes. to them too and like I hear I hear what they're saying, but at the same time, I'm like, you do know that Chase is in the hospital. He's not gonna know what you're doing in Willow's right? house. I'm oh like, he's God. not there, you know? Like if you guys still wanna, you know, do it on the living room mattress and move in together, like he's not gonna know. Cause I'm assuming the moment it gets better, she'll tell him. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> And if anything, she's gonna be helping him to his apartment. He's not gonna like come to her house and see that she has a family and a future <laughs> like he's not hilarious. he's not gonna know so like to me it's like super funny but I was just like what is going on and also I'm just like what planet is Michael on almost a little bit of how I feel about Jax when he went to and he was talking to Nina I was like what planet oh. are you on and we'll and we'll get to that obviously okay, later. Yeah. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. very much enjoyed that and then okay so then also, one super funny thing I loved about this, all of this, was that Dante then later talks to Michael, checks in with the guy, and it's so funny with Dante lately, because I feel like he's so not a soap character right now. Right? Like, he's, okay, he's, yeah. he's so real. He's so yeah. real. He's, he's so, like, an audience member, I find, in the way that he responds him. to people. And so, like, when Michael, like, he's checking in with Michael, I feel like he's like, yeah, so messed up. So the best he came up with was, yeah, yeah, you're a good dude. Yeah, a good dude. You slept with a guy's girl and you came to visit him. But I, the, but like, so he says, you're a good dude. But then Michael's response is, you know, but like Willow really is. And then I was pausing and I'm watching the TV. I'm like, Willow's a good dude. What are you saying, Michael? Like, I can't even follow you right now. But I thought that that was so hilarious that he said that. I know, right? Because it's like, I think he's just so lost in his head. And and he's agreeing to something that he genuinely doesn't want to agree with. But he still, there's a part of him, like you said, still wants to be Chase's friend. He wants to have his cake and eat it too. So he's just kind of rolling with things. And he doesn't really feel good about it. (laughs) 
No, and honestly, he just wants to to be with Willow, and he just wants Chase to get better. <laughs> I, I I feel like he could do without his friendship, but whatever. I just think that the ties are really interesting here, though. I think it's interesting that like Chase is a connection to Dante and to Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn yes. lives with Michael. Willow lives there. I just think that it's it's funny how that foursome grew. Are they mm-hmm. still four? Yeah, I think they're. Are they? That's five people. (laughs) Either way, I just think all those connections are pretty interesting. It'll keep it'll keep it pretty entertaining. They're definitely going to keep on crossing crossing paths. So okay, so now to like the actual really crucial part. So like. Chase's fists are hurting. Like it's like he can't hold Willow's hand. Like things things are bad. Things are bad. So bad. <laughs> so so and, and Finn's getting super stressed out. He's like yelling at everyone. He's like, how am I supposed to diagnose him if I don't have the basic data? And then you see Anne in the background. So hot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so amazing. And then there's her, and I'm angry. Like I've been. I'm I'm just angry. I'm like this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so, um, also when he was fighting with Portia, when something like he needs to be put off the case, they'll get another specialist. But like, yes. I completely agree with Finn. Like he is the specialist. Like he's the right? top. He's the top specialist. Like at least supervise him. But I mean, he's the specialist. Like he cured Blackwood syndrome, the syndrome that killed his wife. He's like, I'm gonna cure that. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> And he did it just in time because I think he had Blackwood syndrome or somebody he knew. Right. And so, right. So he's like, he's, he knows what he's doing. And so now we go to Anna and Peter. What did you think about them two and their interactions in the stairwell? It, it was very difficult to watch because Anna, she's trying to be this big, tough character, but she still hasn't done anything. There's still no confidence. Oh, You're Mm-hmm. Wait, when you say that, like, do you mean like when when you say like she's trying to be this real tough character? Are you referring to the part where she goes, "No, no, no, I'm gonna kill you"? Yes, yes. <laughs> You're like, what is what is actually happening right now? Like, am I actually watching this? Like, it was to me like the most dis like a weird display of you know him and his eyebrows. It was just all very cartoonish. Her trying to like be have this bravado against him, but we still don't know what her plan is. But she's gonna kill him. She's gonna find him again at some point in time later. I don't know. It's not urgent, and I will kill you somehow. Maybe <laughs> the whole time I'm like, just pull your gun out. Right? Like, how, about, how about right oh, now? I... How about right now? Oh, you just pull your gun. He literally told you like, I may tell you, I may not tell <laughs> you, and and I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, you know. Like, I'm just saying, like, why are you playing this game? Like, you cannot trust him. And at the same time, like, use your brain. Like, you want to take him down. All of this is really to find evidence, right? Because they want to do this in a legit way. Yes. So, okay, you need evidence for a crime. You know that he poisoned Chase, and you know that it happened at the family dinner. So why don't you do some detective work and be like, hmm, who did he get to poison them? Maybe a waiter? Let me find a waiter. Like, there's still a trail. Like, there's still an avenue. And all she's doing is just waiting for peter to give her the word (laughs) of what's next like that's what that's what i'm seeing and like again it was just really bizarre because there was zero bravado like she's trying so hard and he's like he was referring to other people that were going to kill him like robert or something and she's like no 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 valentine he's referring to valentine it's like it won't be valentine because because it'll be me because because i'll do it i'm gonna find the way to to do this to do this murder thing i swear Um, i'm gonna do it i swear i swear 
I'm experienced at this. It's my job. And it's anyways. So that whole thing was awkward. And then he throws the thing on the ground. And I was surprised that her brain went there because I'm like, I know. soak that up, grab that shit. That's what I was it. thinking too. Like, is it water? Is it real? Like, what is it? And so then she leaves and I'm like, oh my God, does she just have an earth shattering idea? Why don't I whisper what I know to fit <laughs> when Peter's not looking? So... So this was this was something like I couldn't believe that she was finally gonna tell him. It was so satisfying though to hear his reaction to her. Like everything yes. he said, I was like, yes, yes. Like every single thing we have talked about, every single thing that nobody has really said to her face. Like, don't act like the hero now because you put us in this situation. Like every single thing was so on point. I was like gonna get up and clap at the TV. It was exactly that. Cause at first it started off relatively rational you know what I mean and mm-hmm. I get Finn's inclination like let's just turn him into the cops right yeah. like this whole story let's just do all that I understand he seemed to be respectful of whatever position Anna was in but I loved how it took a turn when he said just stay the hell out of it and I was like finally and I thought that was my favorite line but like you said the whole thing was utterly satisfying and I guess this is what was missing for me because everybody has been relatively forgiving of, mm-hmm. of Anna like quite instantly obviously maxi hasn't so the times they do have some type of confrontation it, it's like okay yeah, yeah yeah it fills this need i have but like you said everything finn said to her was so on point i think i'm gonna like rewatch it because it was so good like it was <laughs> it was so good and i rewound it and just watching him so angry and like even mm-hmm. like even like her she's like i'm gonna maybe kill you and then Finn was more confident about his ability to murder. And I liked it. He was like, I, I know 20 billion ways to kill someone. Yeah. He was like, I'm a doctor. I know how to kill someone a hundred different ways. I was like, yes. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I hope that he can reverse engineer all that stuff. But I think it's helpful for him to know that it was freaking poison. And, yes. and, and the thing is, like, he was angry and part of me wants a little bit more. Like, I want him to take some space, reverse engineer the serum, and then have it hit him that she's wasted perhaps a day yeah. before telling him. Like, I, I want that. <laughs> I want more. I want more. <laughs> but it's like, am I, like, I wonder who, like, would Finn call Robert and rat out Anna? Like, she knew, like, basically she's, hmm. like, hindering this... Because it's not like it's murder, but is there some sort of, will he be so mad that he'll try to get some sort of, like, repercussion or punishment or, or something in play here? That's interesting that you say that, because I think that whole scene, like, while it was super satisfying for us to watch, I think it was a clear um, cutting of ties, right? Because the last yes. time they broke up in their office, there was still so much love there. There was still so much like, what if, and like, I'll always be there for you. And like, too bad it couldn't work out. And for the first time, the glasses, the rose colored glasses were off and he like blamed himself. And he's like, I should never have trusted you. I should have never have let you in my life. It was harsh things, but it's like for the first time, there's a really cutting of ties. There's no more romanticizing what could have been between him and Anna. It's not, not so much an issue of like, Oh, I wish she was a bit more honest with me. Like, I feel like he's just saying, like, you're toxic for me. <laughs> like, you're just toxic. Like, it's it's not about these little issues that can be tweaked. Like, it's just toxic. And, like, you're, you're dangerous. And, like, your family is, is psychotic. Like, all of that stuff. So I think that you might be onto something that 
you know, he is really mad. I don't think he necessarily feels any loyalty to Anna at this point. So I think that there could be something he might do uh, that might have bad repercussions for Anna. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Especially, like, I can't wait to see what Robert thinks about all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's a huge I told you so moment for that guy. I mean, think about it. Maxie referenced him this week. Okay, yes. so, let, so let's go there. I just want to say, like, right off the bat, Maxie does so incredibly amazing in these solo Nathan scenes. <sighs> like, what, like... Like I, like, I know I've said this before, but, like, with Brit, like, you notice lately that when there's a lot of stress, like, it's all over her face. Like, I find it's really, like, I really feel everything when, when like, Brit is stressed and when she's doing anything, basically. And with yes. Maxie, I find, like, it's a lot of that, you know, when she's in these solo moments. You really feel everything. Like, I feel like, you know, think whatever you want about the Maxie-Peter journey. Mm-hmm. I am satisfied because I find watching Maxi process it is satisfying for me. It is tying up all the loose ends. It's really clicking and putting the story together for me. I'm hearing things that perhaps I wanted to hear all along. So I really, really love and appreciate um, those moments. But even in that vulnerable moment, talking to Nathan, she makes the point of referencing that Robert is covering for her. Robert right? is helping her, right? And so Anna is someone she doesn't want to talk to, but she is relying on Robert. I love that she's relying on Robert because I'm wondering how much of the, like, I know he know, doesn't know the entire plan, but I like that he's involved because I think that's going to bring the key of some of this together. Oh, maybe I get it now. Olivia pops up. Right? Like there's like a tie with like the baby. And if, if God forbid something does happen to Brit, there's still like some sort of a, Somebody has to make the connection and maybe that's Robert. Maybe he puts it together on his own or they involve him in it for but some reason. Okay. Because that's what I was wondering because, you know, like, again, Maxie is having these really emotional, this a really emotional moment here with Nathan. And I really want to get into some of the things that she said, but then when mm. they pan to Olivia, I'm like, Oh, look, her mother-in-law like in, the, in the background here. And I was kind of wondering this, you know, the fact that Olivia is pictured means she's somehow being invited into this storyline. And it's just, it just clicked with me. The fact that like Robert was suddenly thrown in and then Olivia showed up because at first I was like, okay, is Olivia there simply to maybe put in a call to Dante? Or is she actually going to be pulled into this whole baby switch scenario? Hmm. And then and then you mentioned, you know, Robert might put it together. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe that's it. I actually thought that about Olivia. Is Olivia going to be involved in some shape or form to give other opportunities for people to kind of put things together? You know, to, you know what I mean? Like the fact that mm-hmm. Olivia heard her say she wants to like give up her baby to to keep her safe obviously something that olivia can connect with because i am at this point in time questioning how many other people can know because it's been a thing between brit and maxi that really it's about nobody else knowing like they didn't even share this with obrecht so that's why i'm so curious to see what role um and how much they'll know because imagine like i don't know how olivia's going to be pulled in she's going to be living with brooklyn like Brooklyn is obviously going to find the baby she needs through Brit and Maxie. So this is going to be really interesting. Like I'm so like, I'm kind of excited about this baby switch in particular. Yeah. It's, just, it's a little bit different because everybody yeah. kind of knows what's going on and there's so many close ties. Yeah. And yeah. I can't wait to see it play out. So, okay. So the thing I wanted to, to get back to about Maxie was mm-hmm. she started to, talk to Nathan about Dante's take on things 
that, you know, the fact that she had been thinking about his, his idea that perhaps she gravitated to Peter because it was the closest thing to Nathan. It was his half brother, but she makes, she goes on to say, he's nothing like Nathan. And this takes me back to the fact that Dante is like Nathan. And while they are not biological brothers, when Nathan died, Dante flat out told Peter, he is my brother. So to me, I thought that Mm -hmm. was, yeah. (laughs) i'm like waiting for all this to click you know this idea that she tried to be with peter to be closer to nathan but if you want to be closer to nathan that person's dante exactly okay yes yes i mean we've talked about this for such a long time yeah i did not pick up on that (laughs) yeah so those clues to me and her and what she was saying and also something else i mean i don't know if i'm reaching but Obviously, there's been like a Anna versus Obrecht, you know, Obrecht being like, let's take down that halo. Maxie mm-hmm. definitely sees um, Anna minus halo, like when she sees her. And so when I look at Maxie and I heard what she said, like, I have to give up my baby to save them. That is essentially what Obrecht did with Nathan. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And so watching that, it was interesting because Anna is Maxie's godmother. And in that scene, I was like, wow, like Maxie is more like Oprecht. Hmm. And in this situation, you know what I mean? Like that that black and white concept of good and evil is is very, very blurred right now. Oh, my God. Big time. Right. And so comparing Maxie to Oprecht, Oprecht is not who she was. You know, Obrecht, we're seeing like a vulnerable side of Maxine, understanding that even Obrecht back then, when she was deemed evil by a lot of people, still made that sacrifice for her child. Wow. So Ooh. it's really, so it's really interesting looking at it that way. You know what I mean? That Maxie is not necessarily, you know, paired with Anna, but there's drawing parallels now and creating this larger connection between, you know, Maxie's journey and Obrecht's, especially in connection with Nathan. Well, I love that. And, and even with Brit and all that, they're really solidifying those relationships far more and pulling yes. her away from like the Robin, the Anna, the rest of them and just bringing her her own family. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That is so true. She really is more involved in sort of Nathan's family, the family that she made for herself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's very true. And so, okay. Talking about Anna for a second <laughs> she goes to visit jason oh my god uh-huh. and i and i have to i have to say like initially like the first scene that they showed of them two i was staring at the screen i'm like no no that's a little too intimate for me that's a <laughs> lot i felt like it was way too much tender eye contact between the two of them i told you <laughs> i'm like stop it like eventually they moved on and had a conversation Yes. But, like, you couldn't exactly miss it. No, there was a lot not said, but said. Yeah, and I was like, you haven't been in prison that long. Like, chill, Jason. Like, chill. <laughs> <laughs> he did hold Britt's hand, and Carly almost bit her hand off. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we, like, go? Like, okay, there's so much about, like, that whole storyline. But I want to say this. Because mm-hmm. it, it was a split second, what you're describing, right? It yeah. like cut to commercial. So when Carly opened the door <laughs> and said, excuse me, like she said something to that effect. Yeah. Um, you know what happened to me? I actually flashed back to the Carly who like saw 
Jason dancing with Elizabeth at Kelly's <gasps> and then ran yeah. off and slept with Sunny when Jason yes. loved her and had intended on running away with her despite whatever she happened to see. Yeah. And that flash was weird to me because it made me like it it really influenced the way I watch the scenes with Carly and Britt today. Okay. Are we are we going there? Whatever. We'll just do it. Um so, so. <laughs> it's our podcast. We can go wherever we want. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So when I was watching that, because look, before we would we were always seeing it's basically two worlds colliding. Because we were yes. seeing a lot of Jason Britt alone. So when we were in Jason Britt scenes, it was like, ooh. It was always <laughs> Carly reminiscent, but you see the chemistry, like, oh, maybe more. So many hands, like, a lot of hand touching, all that stuff. You know, Sam saw it. Carly saw it. <laughs> um, but then when I think about that, I think about those old scenes. I think about what that looked like, you know? there It was a loving, tender moment between Jason and Elizabeth, but it wasn't meaningful to him. It was simply a loving exchange with another person, but it wasn't somebody he loved. At that point in time, he had loved Carly and he was ready to run away and have a life with her. And then I think about that scene that we posted in a story where it was after she slept with Sunny and he just said to her, you know, like, I loved you and I'm just not going to let you hurt me like that again kind of a thing. So you see that, like, he really did love her. And so I'm kind of looking at that scene being like, what am I thinking now? Because, you know, when we, we would see Jason in those scenes with Carly, we'd think, oh, there's something there. There's something that could be there. There was like, it could go back to what it was. And then you see him with Brit and you're like, okay, there's sparks there, but then worlds collide and now they're together. So like, yeah. let me ask you, like, how did you see that? Oh my gosh. Honestly, I think that with Carly, even though we had so much speculation, I think they'll always just be best friends to each other. And she's always going to be protective of him. But Jason definitely digs like there's no denying that if he had the chance if he wasn't like locked to that bed <laughs> there would be more to it or a different moment and even the fact of how funny Britt was being about like call me back if you need a sedative or just for standing up to Carly to me Britt is not a representation of Elizabeth because Elizabeth always cowers or gets defensive whereas Britt is a match for Carly more so okay so but did she not leave the room she, she didn't get to stay that. now, did she? Okay, so while she is no Elizabeth, Point. while she is no Elizabeth, Elizabeth was not shy. She she spoke back, but she never freaking won. And so that's the thing. Like I kind of interpreted that differently because, like I said, I see the sparks between him and Brit. You know, we saw them before Carly walked in the room. <laughs> but but I actually started to look at things a lot differently. I'm like, so she's being not so like not very nice to Brit. Jason's like whatever they get confrontational and he gets kind of awkward like some of his facial expressions during that was really was super funny but at the end of the day he sided with Carly told her to leave mm -hmm. and then when the scenes are back to them being alone together you're like huh it's it's intense it's deep he's mad at her but at the same time, she does a lot of things, but then he ends up thinking they're good ideas. I'm just putting that out there. And so I'm trying to look. I'm trying to make these comparisons in my head. Like, are they just friends? Like, and then I started thinking about all the women he's been with. You know, all the women he's been with, including Sam, have been relatively, if you will, they use the word accepting of him. A lot of the women say that. They accept Jason. This is how Jason is. Hmm. And But what I find, though, when he's in a relationship, the women are often reluctant to challenge him. Okay. 
reluctant to make him change, reluctant to make him do anything because he's Jason. Yeah, he's Jason. He's who he is. You know, he 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 means what he says. He keeps his word. Like you know what I mean. Everybody has this like same description of who Jason is. But then I think about who Carly is and the fact that he did once say that he loved her was that she is different and she does challenge him. And even though he gets really angry, I don't know. Is that passion? Is that something more? Is is that actually meaningful? The fact that she is different, that she does push him, that he, she is actually a lot different than any of the women he's really ever been with. And remember, Carly mm-hmm. was the one he couldn't be with. So you said something interesting. You said he's a man of his word and he's always described as such. He will always have a soft spot for Carly, but he will never go back there so he can get hurt the way he was before. Okay, so hear me out. Agree to disagree. <laughs> hear me out. I'm not, I'm not done yet, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so like I'm watching all this stuff and I'm like, okay, like he's mad at her. That's not awesome. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and, they're, and they're fighting and he's like, what did he say to her when he was yelling at her and he was like shaking his hand? Be like, does this look like help to you? This is not help. Yeah. He's like losing his mind. <laughs> and she made that like comical, like oopsie poopsie face. And I was yep. laughing because I'm like, it's like a darker version of I Love Lucy between the two of them. And, <laughs> but then look what happened when Cyrus walked in the room. Look how he grabbed her. Look how they held each other's hands. The fact is, Jason also looked terrified when he walked in. And look at how he leaned on her. And so, I don't know. Part of me, I don't know yet. You know what I mean? Like, if he's going to, because, like, Cyrus found him. So, he obviously might put extra guards in his, like, around his room to make sure, like, nothing goes down. But in my head, it's like, okay, like, obviously, she wanted him to the safe house. Because that's the thing. What's her next plan? Does she want to keep him at the hospital? Or does she want him in a safe house? And I just kept thinking, like, if he's at a safe house, and if she knows he's there, (laughs) 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 we're alone a lot. I'm like, is that an opportunity for something real to happen? And then let's think about what's going on on the Tano. Like, at some point, Sonny's going to come back. But we don't know what this means. Like, is his memory going to come back? Or is he going to come back and be mad, but still be interested in Nina? And basically not be interested in his old life. Like, there's a lot of things that could glue Jason and Carly together. Oh, my God. There's so much here. Okay, so, (laughs) fair. Okay, they do work well together. And there's always going to be that spark in chemistry. But that's exactly it. That's what I think I'm protective of Jason. (laughs) And yes, okay, if this whole relationship thing goes down and then Sunny comes back and he remembers everything, where does that leave Jason? Jason, I don't think, will be able to tolerate being in the business anymore and being best friends with the two of them, knowing that him and Carly had full on a plan for the rest of their lives. And here he is once again, left in the lurch because she's going to be with Sunny. But I don't think so. Like, I'm just saying, I, I, I'm just saying, like, look, I, I honestly don't know what's going to go down between Jason and Carly, because even yeah. as I talk to you, I really go back and forth between what I'm seeing and what it means, what I'm seeing, right? And it was just really hard for me today and really, like, confusing, mm-hmm. like I said, watching two worlds collide between Brit and Carly. But having watched the Tano season one through ten <laughs> at this point so far, um, I feel like, why go through all of this, Right. Because Sonny started out with, like, one set, a couple of people. Now he has a whole town, okay? And a party got, and a cowboy he's, hat. <laughs> he, he's got, he scored three locations, mm-hmm. cast members from another successful show, okay? <laughs> Nina and Jack showed up. There's been a crossover event on the yes. show. There's bad guys. There's paramedics. Like, there's an entire town hired. 
around him. I just don't see how you go that far and bring him back and be like, back to normal, everybody. I, you know, like, it's, it's, it's not just Sonny. It's the entire show. There's been a huge shakeup in terms of who is mixing with who, who's talking with who, who's working together. And for that reason, I feel like that would totally be so bizarre if he came back and everything just went back to the way it was. I kind of think, why do something huge like this if that's what your goal is? I do think the intent is maybe to to create that divide and to create a whole different situation. Oh, I kind of like that. And I do think that's the way it, it has to go because for exactly those reasons. And like, that's why obviously I don't think Jax is going to remember seeing him. He's going to be like, I got shot and I hallucinated. Yeah. So Jax, um, so, so Jax, so Jax like was talking to Joss and I have to say there was something really eerie about his suggestion of taking a plane ride. Just the way he presented it, mm-hmm. I was like, it just sounded eerie, like something bad was going to happen. <laughs> it did. I'm like, is the plane going to crash? And then it was like, no. It was. It made more sense, obviously, what happened. But I knew that he was going to fly to Nixon Falls. This is so awkward. Like, where did you even land? How did you know she was at a hoedown? Did you see it from the plane ride? Like, I don't, I don't even. But when he showed up there, he was like, excuse me. And it almost looked like he was going to say... Like, ask for Phyllis. Like, it was almost like he didn't, like, the, it was almost like he didn't recognize her. Did you notice that? Like, in the, in the episode where he finds her, he walks up in front of them and goes, excuse me. And he looked super confused and lost. And then the next episode, he was, they, they were already in the middle of a conversation. I know. It's almost like he forgot his line. But I also think it's funny that he was dressed appropriately for the event. Was he wearing that when he left? I can't remember. <laughs> well, he might have changed between Jocelyn and the plane. Maybe that's his plane shirt. Maybe he leaves it in the plane whenever he flies it. He has all the different, he has cowboy theme. All the themes are in the plane. <laughs> all it just of depends it. on what party he's going to. He, does, he doesn't know. Be prepared. Okay, yeah. What do you mean? Him showing up and finding the party? Oh my God. Like, I can't even, like, how big is this town? Like, two blocks? Like, he just showed up and he said, Where's Nina? And they're like, Oh, there's a cowboy hoedown going on. You should go that way. That's where she'll be because that's the only thing going on in town. Because in their town, where you're allowed to land the plane would 100% be close to where the one town party is. (laughs) (laughs) Just that's how it's structured, I think. And I don't even know how to handle Phyllis and her responses to things and her defending Nina. Like, I kind of liked her in the beginning, but I'm having very mixed feelings right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's just because I'm like, I don't know what to think. Like, I'm, like, I'm invested in the Tano, but am I paying attention to Phyllis all the time? Maybe not. No. Because, like, I, because, because at this point, like, I kind of know where everybody stands. So I'm like, not so much. Like, for me... Like, yeah, she was being all, like, in Nina's business. But I'm like, whatever. You care about her, I guess. But, like, Jax, like, when he was interacting with Nina, a lot of that was, like, like, what? Wh- stop. Like, she's literally right? said, like, she doesn't want to talk to you. It was really bizarre. Like, I just felt like Jax was on another planet. He, It was really selfish. He was really on his own timetable. He was yes. really like, look, Nina, I'm ready to work it out. Um, Really? You're still mad? Because I'm not so much mad right now so can we work it out like I'm feeling fine like I want to work it was really all about what he wanted and like there yeah. was, like I don't know why it was so complicated for him to have to understand that she's just doing the work I mean she's not we know like she's doing really messed up <laughs> she's things doing, yeah, she's doing different work <laughs> she's, she's doing some different stuff but technically she just needs some time and space to process and for some odd reason 
that just does not work for him. <laughs> like it just doesn't. He's like, we just need to fix it because I love you. Like he's living in a romantic movie where he's the hero flying in on the white horse plane. Like <laughs> <So, laughs> Oh my god. Okay, was it you? What did he ask to go somewhere else to talk about it? Like, did he ask her to a second location? Because I did think about you and I wrote second location. <laughs> where they're gonna go to where the stars are, but that's the thing. Like, were you gonna walk to your plane? Like, how did you get to your plane? Did you take an Uber? It, like, whatever. That's that's me in my mind because um, it doesn't make sense how he got there. Like, it just doesn't. Um, and so, so yeah, like that. What were we talking about? Because I feel. Oh, oh Jack. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much we care. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, about Jax, like I feel like he's so stuck. It was so funny. Like I, like I don't know. Looking back, it almost looks comical. Like literally, it was like watching Jax in his like armor of like I'm a hero. I'm here to save you. I mean, it's like, hi, it's 2021. I like just need to process my emotions. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, that's like a lot of that was happening. It was like he was like in another like time frame or somewhere else. And so, okay, even before we get to like the sh- the shootout, if you will, um, at at the start of this whole inter this whole like event, Nina comes with Elijah and immediately is like, oh my gosh look at Mike and, <laughs> and this was me I'm like it's a t-shirt like relax like it's literally a black t-shirt like I don't understand what is happening right now like you've seen him look like you've seen him in a suit like chill like chill like I don't understand what's going on with her and so then I had this really bizarre thought mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to go down we saw that Jack saw him but it's a soap opera so there's a you know he's not going to remember like he's not gonna remember but even if he does I kind of wonder what he would do like because he's all like I want you I want to be with you I want to like make it right and what if Nina's like well the best way to make it right is to pick me over Carly right so that's that's also another option for that but again I don't know like I don't see how Jax could lie to lie to Carly Joss and Michael and everybody yeah because I feel like he's way more scared of Carly than he is of Nina Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So, so like I don't know. I I feel like maybe forgetting is more likely, but the other thing is is a possibility. But then um, I thought about like how could how could Mike figure out who he is? And I know we're April, but in my head we're May. And from what I recall, mm-hmm. I feel like the nurses' ball happens in May, and like Sonny's dead, and he's a big donor at the nurses' ball, and it is a televised event. And I did hear on the rumor mill that Robin was coming back. What if Robin's coming back for the nurse's ball to honor Sonny? Right. And so what if he sees this televised event <laughs> on TV? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm all that in was, I'm that, all was, over that was it. a thought that I had. Like, I made this thought. Could you imagine? I made this thought. <laughs> Where do you get your other thoughts? Do you buy them on Amazon? I don't, I'm out of them. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, free one day shipping. <laughs> Prime, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so, um, so, so okay, so, <laughs> um, okay, so also, like, I don't know what to think about Nina. It's, you know what's interesting about how Nina talks about the people in her life? Because she makes a lot of reference to like status. Mm-hmm. a lot and like the elite I don't know I find that's how she talks and it's so weird because they don't talk about themselves like that in the soap opera true so that was one thing <laughs> before we get back to Nina I was just what made me laugh about Jax is that like 
he just got shot in the shoulder and he just like passed out like a baby and now he's not going to remember stuff it was just his shoulder (laughs) (laughs) i know right there's like no reason to have amnesia (laughs) but do you know what i but do you know what i also thought about that what (laughs) i wrote this down i wrote um so between jackson and sunny they showed us who the real cowboy is (laughs) oh my god yes on point Every time. Um, so, so no matter the world or the era no. or the TV show. <laughs> exactly. Some things remain fundamentally true, which is what they're showcasing Ooh. a lot about Sonny. Yes. You know, he is who he is. Jax will always lose. It's like, it's pretty much. <laughs> <gasps> he will always get the girl. Sonny will always get her first and Jax will get leftovers. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Like, literally that. Like, that's the thing. That's why I said, like, this. there has to be some kind of romantic thing with Sonny because that's the history of Jax and Sonny. And it makes sense. And it's funny. Um, also, <laughs> and so just there's a lot of messed up things here. Okay, so, like, when they're having that whole argument, like, I don't really know what's up with Nina. Like, I don't really know where she's at, okay? Because, like, Elijah talks about his story, and he's like, fine, this is what happened. And so, like, it's just weird. Like, I, I, she goes from, we all need a million second chances to, you know, I stole your daughter once. Because he was like, did you ever do something like that? She's like, I didn't steal money. But (laughs) I did steal your daughter for a time and I am kind of technically stealing you (laughs) from your family. And then when he asked something like, what did you do? She's like, or did you give it back or whatever? She's like, eventually, like, cause you did, you did give Avery back eventually, eventually. And obviously eventually Sonny will be returned to his family. So it's like, she goes between everyone deserves a lot of chances you know, um, I stole a kid. Look at all the things you've done. Oops, I don't know what you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like when she makes those comments, like, you know, uh, what about all the things you've done? Or she has all these close calls. It's just sort of like you do understand that all of this, all of it results in the connection that you knew what the deal was. It's like she's playing with fire. Well, it's almost like is she teetering on the edge? I'm going back to Ferncliff or something like that because okay, nope. it's fine to have a plot and a plan. <laughs> like, I, I don't think she's lost her mind. I think this is her just making real bad choices. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't think I, I like I don't think there is that. Like, oh, has she lost her mind? Is she psychotic again? You know, she stole a baby from someone's womb straight out of it. I don't think she's there. I think this is her just being like spiteful and vengeful and just this is her this is the way she's choosing to deal with her pain. Okay. Okay. I can see it that way too. It's just really messed up because she really cannot keep her mouth shut. No, she's not good at that. Um, (laughs) I don't know, but it's just, it's just, there's a lot happening. Like I've never seen this like ever on a soap opera that one person has amnesia. Like I said, usually when somebody has amnesia, and they're found, they're living in a cabin with one other human for months. Like, that's, that's like, all the money they're willing to throw at that situation storyline. Like, right? Like, Sunny is getting a whole other show. They're like, oh, you got amnesia, bud? Let's get you some sets. Let's get you a town. 
let's get you your own soap. Like that's what's going on there. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so crazy. How about we take it to <laughs> that lovely, I wish they had kind of kicked down the door when Carly and Laura walked into the mansion. I feel like that would have been more appropriate than the storm in. I wanted to see like a Charlie's Angels type move, but I loved how that went down for the most part. Yeah, like of course I wanted them to work together but yes. um the opposite went down <laughs> <laughs> every man opposite. for himself <laughs> i was just like okay apart from how carly spoke to ava which i did not appreciate because i hate i did not understand that there's history but sometimes it's like i need you to see her through my eyes <laughs> like stop treating her that way but i love what she said to nicholas i don't remember all of it maybe your memory in, in this moment okay I have it. So Alana Christine wants to make sure that this gets some stars and absolutely a hundred percent. Those lines are amazing. Like it, it was just incredible. So she called him a, a naive idiot and a sucker, an arrogant rich boy with a lot of money and no common sense. And she made the point of highlighting that it happened in front of his mother, which it did. It was really, really funny. Like that was a lot of things that it was just, it really felt like you, like, you know, like how they swear in cartoons Yes. It came <laughs> off like that. You know what I mean? Because it didn't flow. There were a lot of individual insults that didn't necessarily <laughs> rhyme. So it was it, it was interesting to hear. It was almost like, where are you going with this? Because you got a lot of different insults <laughs> coming at him. <laughs> like, how are you going to wrap it up? It was, it was intense. And yeah. And Laura even agreed. She's like, she was harsh, but she was like, correct. You are an idiot. <laughs> but I just love that because Laura just has this way of like calmly telling you off <laughs> yeah because she just has to agree with what someone else says she doesn't even have to come up with the words on her own and <laughs> the thing about Ava like yeah I think I was like Carly kind of lost me there when she yeah when same. the whole thing started because I'm like first off Ava pretty much is agreeing with you and trying to get Nicholas to calm down and be like this is a good thing because Ava didn't want him to comply with Cyrus so she would have totally been on board to yeah. support Carly and Laura. So that kind of bothered me a lot. And I mean, I, I, I get it for some reason, I guess. They want to make sure that they don't work together. Obviously, it creates a lot more tension. Um, As we saw a little bit today, when Cyrus sort of confronts Carly, where he blocks Brit's access. like, yes. And apparently this meeting hasn't happened. Like this imminent five families <laughs> meeting. <laughs> It still hasn't occurred. So, I mean, obviously, Nicholas doing this creates a lot more heat and pressure for everybody in the town. But a super bad idea. Oh, my God. Awful idea. And I just felt it because didn't like the fact that Bobby was involved in this and he didn't really care if anybody was hurt as long as the mother wasn't hurt. Like, it just felt so weird and off. And he just has this perception that everything's going to be okay. And it's just. Like, what happens now? Like, how does Ava, like, Ava said she'll stand by him, and of course she will, but how do you come back from that, like, in just a day? I did sort of understand Ava's perspective, you know what I mean? Like, when they left, I like that. The respect of not necessarily calling him out in front of other people, him even yes. kind of expecting it, saying, let me have it. And so it is interesting, because Laura gets to say what she says in Storm Out. Carly even more so but Ava's married to him it's her husband so even if you disagree the way you go about resolving that is going to look very very different and I find yes. you know 
Ava said all the right things. You know what I mean? Like she loves, she supports him no matter what he does, but she's making it clear that she doesn't agree. Like it doesn't seem like it's going to go somewhere good. Um, And for Nicholas, in terms that he thought everything was going to be okay, I think, I think it, it comes down to what he said at some point, like it's about a power play and that's just what he did with Carly. You know what I mean? He really mm-hmm. went for that power play. He really tried to back her into a corner and I just felt like he just thought he was going to get his way. That's it. That's all. Okay. So do you think now that he's done this and he feels that Alexis is protected and Alexis mm-hmm. is obviously putting the pieces together between yeah. Hilda and what the girls, how do you think she's going to react to him? Like, do you think she's going to be thankful or do you, she's going to be like, Hey, you idiot now? Well, she's on like the road to recovery and her own sort of redemption journey. And if she's getting closer to the person that she is, she will come to the conclusion that he's an idiot. <laughs> like, I, just, I was like, that's so fancy. And I'm like, where's this going? What is she going to say? It's really insightful. <laughs> right. Because, like, I mean, Alexis is putting everyone else above herself. You know, she's trying to calm mm-hmm. all her kids while she's being in jail. Like, the girl is terrified, but she's sort of determined to handle it on her own. And she's determined to sort of take her lumps as you, you know, will or whatever. So, yeah, I think if, <laughs> I think if, Alexis is in there yeah she's going to be more concerned for him and um and what he did and what this means for him oh Nicholas I can't even so when do you think Alexis is going to see Sean (laughs) unless they've divided (laughs) them and it's no longer a co-ed jail okay whatever she's gonna like do laundry or be on some sort of like job task because isn't that how Nell got to meet um Ryan and Shiloh. She's doing like laundry or checking mail. So maybe like Alexa's going to have a job and then they'll cross each other's paths. It made zero sense. Like it legit made zero <laughs> sense. Like how that occurred with no, like none at all. <laughs> and she got married. So yeah. <laughs> oh man. So wow. Okay. So how did you feel? Because I don't <sighs> actually know if you watched when Sean was on. So what was that like for you? Okay, so I I watched when he had TJ. So I knew when Jordan was undercover, it was the other Jordan. And I knew that he had no idea that it was his son. So I know a little bit of those stories. Mm -hmm. So everything he was saying to Jordan made sense. But I have to admit, once he went into the jail, I was like, okay, is this Carly's plan? Like, I wasn't sure what the actual plan was. And if he was a good guy or a bad guy, which is great because he played the role really well. It kind of felt like with the whodunit, like who's behind all of this type situation. But his interaction with Jordan was like, oh, my God, so precious. (laughs) Yes, I want to dig into that further. But about Carly. So that's the thing. Like, Carly made it seem like she was going to do something crazy, like (laughs) insane. And I'm like, so all she did was get him a roommate, like a bud. Right. She got him an ally. And so what? He got a little stabby stabby. He's okay. He's flesh wound. He's all right. But I have to admit, like, at first I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm even laying eyes on him. This is so crazy. Jason and him are, like, sharing a scene together. But then when he, like, pulled out the knife, I was sort of like, um, what? Like, I was, I was, I was, like, not super thrilled about it. 
And because I was concerned, like, did things turn? You know what I mean? Sonny's dead. It does create more of a power play for Cyrus. And so, honestly, I have to admit that, like, when they showed him on the ground bleeding, and I was like, you are not welcomed back anymore. And then it occurred (laughs) to me that maybe this was our plan just to get him at the hospital the same way. Well, I mean... Like, it wasn't an accident when Brad got stabbed. But But either way, I realized that that was sort of like the, like, it was part of her larger plan and he was doing good in the end. But yeah, him sharing a scene with Jordan, the thing that popped out to me the most is that, like, listen to the things that he says to her. Right? He sees Jordan for who she is. He's, like, still doing things on your own. (laughs) <laughs> is it working is it a good plan like he, he he knows her and I think it's obvious that Curtis didn't Curtis was always trying to convince her that they should be together and that it's not awkward that she used to be married <laughs> to his brother that was like a big thing it's like let's just move past that and trying to make things something it wasn't like I, I really do feel that way watching those scenes with Sean and Jordan were so powerful because everything was just so clear it felt like well, yeah, we got so much clarification, which I love because sometimes we don't get that part of things. So, you know, she knows now that TJ goes and visits him. We get yeah. clarification that TJ knew he was there still and was visiting him. <laughs> yes, yes. He continued to have a relationship with him. Like, he, like, seriously, it's the only one who hadn't really forgotten. I loved how he brought it up. Like, I never shot Aiden. <gasps> and it's like, because mm-hmm. that's the thing, like, remember he didn't do it he knew that he knew that but he also chose not to fight the charges so that was also kind of brought up so while he is pointing to the fact that it is because of Sonny that he's there because that is true you know there was a time where he didn't fight things anymore okay but didn't you absolutely love the way TJ brought it up with Molly when she made her career decision yeah okay so I I know this might sound weird but I I don't, I don't know if this was on purpose, okay? So I love the conversation that TJ Molly had, talking about the system, him pointing out the fact that the mitigating factor for Alexis was that she was white, and them mm-hmm. talking about that. I don't know where that leaves TJ, because I was like, so I, at some point, I'm like, okay, they look like they're on the same page, but I don't know. Like, he did not seem okay. He seemed really shook when they, when they hugged. No, because, and, and even, it's Molly's career, and she's entitled to make, you know, whatever choices she wants. It's her career, it's the rest of her life. But it's also the way that she said it to him. You can see that she knew he wouldn't be okay with it, or that there would be a, a bigger conversation that needed to be had, and not necessarily while he was at work in the hallways of the hospital. So I think she's coming oh. into it in a way that, like, I was already like, mm she knows that something's going to be off here. And I also think that TJ is concerned not only for the fact of the justice system and and what's going on in that reference, but it's also about Molly's making choices like his mom makes choices. And that didn't affect, that affected her relationships poorly through her entire life. This is interesting because you said it when they got married, that he was going along with everything, that Molly was making all the decisions. Yeah. It, but I have to say, it was so interesting how they actually contrasted Alexis's case with an old storyline, like Sean, because Sean's coming in and he's playing a role, let's say, in, in like the Carly Jason stuff. But then he's being brought back his relationship with TJ. And they're actually using this case to highlight inequality in the justice system, which I thought was really interesting and cool how they're using him. And what I also thought was interesting was it made me like that scene with TJ and Molly because years ago when they talked about race on the show, 
they didn't talk about it in reference to justice. They talked about it in reference to relationships. Because I remember when Carly was into Sean, mm-hmm. she turned around and said, is it because I'm white? Like that he didn't want to date her? <laughs> yeah. So I thought that I thought that was so interesting because I felt like they were making a tie to me anyways, between those two scenes. And there, there is that like, to me, I feel like they're drawing a connection because I flashed to that scene and I flashed to Sean. So I felt like there was this connection, you know, from past present where they've come in that conversation of race on the show. And also just that connection between TJ and Sean, like father and son. That's sort of how I felt that tiny little moment I mm-hmm. felt was so much larger in bridging the past and the present. Ooh, I kind of like that. I really, really liked that point of view. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And I'm just curious to see where this is all going to go. Because right now, TJ is making a point to point to Alexis's case and, um, and, and Sean. So I am wondering what is going to happen there just, just about his case. And if, if like, we're actually going to get to see Sean out of prison and like actually come back into the show. Because now I'm wondering if this is just going to be like a short, a short stint. Oh, well, I hope it does mean that he comes back into the show because I think it will be far more interesting. Me too. Me too. Like, I really like, because I don't know, it creates this whole thing, though, because clearly there's more of a connection between him and Jordan. Like, yes. more of a mutual understanding, a mutual respect. But then there's also Taggart in play. So right? I don't know. I don't know. It would be so interesting um, just to have him back, really have him back in the mix. Because, like, if, if Sonny does come back, you know, I don't think he'll be connected with the mob mm-hmm. and I don't know how Sean feels he spent all these years in prison he is in prison for Sonny is he gonna want to come back to work for Jason and also remember remember when Sean goes to Jason you finally killed Franco yeah. because Jason had hired was it Jason who did that it might have been but I remember that Sean was hired mm-hmm. to guard Carly to keep Jocelyn safe from Franco because oh, Franco okay. was showing up in Joss's nursery room Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, so it's really interesting, that tie with Sean, with Franco, with Jason, with Carly. So I am so curious as to what kind of story he could get and what this means, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, you know, he's lost years of his life because of the business. What will he do when he's out or if he gets out? And I still picture him at Kelly's, so it's so weird. Like, I don't know what his path would be and, like, what would, where would take him. That would be interesting because technically, like, don't they always say, like, Carly's family kind of still owns it? Oh, I don't know. They, they have mentioned that. Like, it is, it, it is within the Spencer family, including Carly. And so it would be kind of interesting if, you know, Sean takes back a space there, I guess. That could also make sense. I would like to see him there because Kelly's kind of got lost in things because there's, there was always somebody behind the counter. I forget what the lady's name was, but what, was it Elizabeth's, the lady's name was? Was it Elizabeth's? Oh, it was Ruby. Okay, so there was Ruby, there was Mike, there was Sean. So there's yeah. always like a character, like a presence, not just a restaurant or a place. Well, yeah, and only recently did they actually show us that Cameron was working there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so speaking of Cameron, I need to like talk about his argument with Jocelyn because they had their fight and then Jocelyn gives a bizarre recap to her dad. Yes. Because she tells her dad something like, you know, because, you know, I won't agree with him. She kind of made it seem like that, right? That he's demanding that I agree with him. But I was like, but isn't that the idea? He came over to talk to you. He was willing to kind of not bridge, like broach the topic with you. Have it be something that you put to the side and look past to continue your friendship. And you were the one who said, I can't be friends with you if you think that. Yeah, and she's I, really good at spinning things. And I really felt like she told her dad the opposite. 
And I'm like, did I miss something here? <laughs> uh, I think it's true to her character. And the only one who calls her on her BS is Trina. <laughs> true. Because even like down to like Cam, I think it was a reasonable question because he said, are you saying that we can't be friends? Because she kept saying, I can't do this or this is not going to work. She was yeah. essentially laying that boundary. And then when he kept trying to ask, she said, I'm not going to play into your game and say the thing that you want to hear. And I'm like, I don't know that it's a game. I think he's legit asking you, like, <laughs> is that what you're saying? And you made it seem like he's doing the wrong thing, that he's somehow like manipulating you or something like that. So it was really messed up to me to watch that, to watch the conversation between her and Cam, but also watching the way that she interpreted that and what she chose to tell her dad. But Jax did have this really good advice, which was Cam needs her more than Jason needs defending. Which I thought was great dad advice. Yeah. Like Jax is sometimes useless, but that was great advice. I think as long as he's not in a relationship, he's pretty, pretty good, pretty decent. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then Cam goes back home. He's all frustrated. He's late. His mom's mad at him again. But such a teenager, like, I don't understand why she's mad. Dude, you were half an hour late. I would be mad. (laughs) Well, yeah. She has to, like, go to work. Right? It's like, everybody's on my back. It's like, well, act normal. So I loved, I loved, um, you know, Scott being a grandpa to him and really trying yeah. to talk to him. Interesting advice when he says, like, if you can't, like, really just, I like that. Speaking to him like he's an equal, not that he's just a kid and what you yes. do now doesn't matter, but kind of just saying, like, if you can't make yourself a good guy now, then, like, you just won't be. Like, what you do now matters. Like, you are not a kid anymore. You're in this weird place where the choices you make have lasting consequences. And this is where you find yourself. So find the right thing is what I was trying to, to, to say to him. And so I don't know how I feel right now because Scott is in the know, right? Scott is in the mm-hmm. know about Peter. Finn is now in the know. True. I feel like there's a good chance Finn might tell uh, Elizabeth because he kind of values honesty. (laughs) You know, he does. But I just think it's kind of crazy. I honestly thought it was going to be a moment where Scott might actually tell Cam. Fair, but I also think that with everything he's going, like he's just trying to take it one step at a time. And Scott himself is trying to be a better person. So I think he's just um, treading lightly. And he was very reminiscent of Franco. So it was really, yeah. really nice to just hear the way he spoke to him because I didn't, I feel like he was being a little Scott and a little Franco. And that's exactly what Cam Aww. needed in that moment. Not to be told that his opinion was wrong, but more so about it. Like you said, his actions have consequences. Yeah. Like his character. I totally get what you're saying that it's about more than that. It's about how he's dealing with things. Cause I, at this like, and I, and I get that argument. And the other part of me too was thinking like, I don't know, like maybe Scott wants to know things for certain before, mm-hmm. you know, maybe jumping in there and just letting Cam process the grief, I guess. But you know, it was really crazy to hear Scott just go to Elizabeth, you know, why don't you just call your dad? Right. Guy who's like never been on this show. Do you want to, do I call him? <laughs> Obviously, he's like, <laughs> have a real come character. live with you? <laughs> yeah. So that was crazy. And just the way that he, they took pause on that mm-hmm. really made me question if there's more family to come and if he will be making some kind of an appearance. Well, he brought up her sister, Sarah, which she just completely like shut down. But the father was a huge question mark. Yeah, that was a huge question mark. At one point, I was like, is that who Scott is on the phone with? Then I realized it was to mm-hmm. his sweetheart, which is mm-hmm. so adorable. 
Oh my God. So cute. Okay. So just about the father, one more thing is that, you know, we keep saying how Cam needs um, just kind of a male consistent presence and maybe this will bring um, a different angle to things. I just thought that would have been Scott. You know what I mean? Like, I feel, I feel like, like in listening to them, and even before that, we liked the formation of this family. We liked the fact that like Cam had this grandfather in Scott and Scott is now going to take that role more seriously. But I also feel like listening to Scott say that he didn't get a chance to be part of the early lives of his kids. Um, and I really feel like Cam is his redemption. You know, Cam is that person he might get to actually, um, that would actually get to benefit from the mistakes he's made. So I don't know what the angle would be to bring back Elizabeth's father. You know, I have no objection to expanding her, like, character, right? Bringing more people into her circle. But I am sort of loving her circle now. Like, I'm loving... I'm loving Finn being present. I'm loving Scott being present. And maybe it is for Scott to realize you're the grandfather. <laughs> like it's actually okay for you to fill in that role. I think it's just, I think it's, I think you already said it, but you didn't realize you said it. So when you're talking, what? this is what made, it made me think. So Scott okay. missed out on a lot of things and Cam is his redemption, but he's looking at a bigger picture. Like this man is not involved in Cam's life and Cam is so great. And Elizabeth is so great. And that man who's not there is completely missing out on this wonderful family. Scott will always be an important presence to them, but this guy should at least maybe have a chance. Okay. So then there might be a guy coming in. I did read that maybe there's a guy coming in. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't read. <laughs> I try not to, but it, it popped up on my like, you know, because your phone figures out what you like and stuff. And I'm like, no. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, look, there was a definite pause on that. It really looked <laughs> like an obvious hint that somebody would be coming in. But I'm like, isn't he going to be like, mm, my daughter, like, where's Hayden? <laughs> like, the, 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 I mean, he is Hayden's biological father, you know, so okay. I feel like indirectly Hayden's being mentioned and then like Sean mentioned Hayden more directly. Yes. <gasps> I hope she comes back, especially now that Finn's like super over Anna. It would be a yeah. great time for Hayden to come back. Nice little femme. Like, I'm just saying, right? like, with, with, like, you know, for Elizabeth, you know, like, obviously with Finn, I don't know how, if he's in a place to be in a relationship, but I love the idea of Elizabeth's family expanding. So from that angle, I'm like, that's really cool. Yes, 100%. What did you think about the Carly Jordan meeting at the house? Oh, my gosh. I wrote things, actually. <laughs> Great, tell me. Um, <laughs> let's see, they're probably so epic. I wrote <laughs> twist, didn't know Carly called her over. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> and then I wrote, <laughs> Love the ladies of Fort Charles, work together harder. Is <laughs> what I said. <laughs> because, you know, like it, I felt like it was such an epic meeting. You know what I mean? Like, um, like thinking about it now the good and the bad opposing sides, right? You know, law enforcement mm -hmm. against the mob, but it was pictured this way with Jordan and Carly instead of, you know, Sonny, I guess. And even Jordan made reference to, to Sonny in that, but she also said something like we should agree more. And so mm -hmm. it's made me, <laughs> I'll get to it because you have an amazing point and I want to hear it. Um, maybe not, just, maybe not. Don't build oh, it so much. Okay. <laughs> It's just because so far, you know, and even Taggart said that's an amazing thing. It's just that so far the people who've made any dent in, in Cyrus's business has been like the ladies of Port Charles. It's been Jackie. It's been Leslie. Um, it's been Monica. 
And so now you have like Carly and Jordan. And I, I don't know, I guess I would like them to follow through with that angle, right? Like follow through with the, maybe the women of poor Charles getting together and having like a legit plan and taking him down. Okay. So that's exactly what I'm thinking. The, the thing is, it's the black and white, the good and bad. It's them giving each other a heads up. It's like the relationship that Sonny has always had with somebody in law enforcement or Jason. Usually it's the men kind of making these deals of giving the other one a heads up and knowing what's going on. But as of late, it is all the women, all the, yeah. I mean, I'm in my forties. So I'm like, yes, like women of my age and older, just like coming together all women should come together, but coming together to take this bad guy down. And I absolutely just love that scene with the two of them in it. They both just kind of gave each other a head nod. They yeah. Both understanding. And Carly, she didn't go off on her. Like she wanted to, and then she pulled back. Like to see Carly kind of pull back and what she was saying and mm, interesting. and and kind of like be okay with the situation, even though she had her own plan, was a lot for her character. Yeah, I really like that. And I really do hope it means something more. And so I am loving the strong ladies of Port Charles. And I mean, I just think it's just so bizarre when it when you when you think of all that and what the women are doing to combat the evil ones. You know what I mean? Like Maxie and Britt coming together with their plan. Yes. And then like on the opposite side of the island, there's Anna just oh, flailing. Gosh. Just yep. flailing. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Any, anyways, like, I mean, even Anna, like, just get it together and, like, help somewhere if you can. Or maybe don't help. Like, maybe that's the best think, help you can offer right now. Yes, I 100% agree that her not helping is the best Oh, help. do you know what's so funny? Because she went to Jason to say that about Carly. <laughs> and I was like, maybe you should go to the island. <laughs> right? <laughs> And just like take out, take a minute, maybe like reevaluate, because I think that's the consequence of everybody forgiving too quickly is that there's no time for her to really process and think about what she did and just sort of put herself together and, and kind of reshift her focus and get back on track to what matters to her. I totally agree. So now that we have tackled all of these. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One more stupidity. She needs some Nixon falls. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they should ship her over there. She needs to just chill out, have a drink, go to a hoedown. (laughs) So good. Okay. Stars, lines, anything you'd like to share? Okay. So I think my, my favorite my favorite is basically Finn telling off Anna. I think that was pretty, pretty epic and spot on. Um, stars. Stars. You know you have to give some to Carly and Nicholas because of our commenter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was going to leave that to you because Ava was in that scene. But, yes, yeah, stars go to Carly for that line in particular. That was a really, really amazing line. I'm just trying to think. I'm going to just be really free with them. Okay? I'm going to be so free. Okay? <laughs> stars to Finn. Stars to Maxie. Yes, and... I agree. I have a star for Maxie, too. Okay, I think I'll stop there. All I okay, I'm gonna give a question mark. Mm-hmm. Okay, give a, a golden gonna, question mark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, you know, maybe other people can tell us how they feel, but like, does anyone feel the way I do? Like, I'm throwing a giant question mark over the picture of like Brit, Carly, Jason. I wonder, you know, what other people think about what all of that kind of means. We should put it out as a question. I just did. Like that was that was, that was, that was that's what that whole thing was. <laughs> I don't understand the concept of the golden question mark. I guess 
Oh my gosh, you make up whatever. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a question. I'm throwing Amen. it out there. It's a golden question. Meaning okay. I appreciate this, even though I don't understand this. Can somebody help me? This is what that was. Um, okay, so my gold star, you gave your gold stars. I'm gonna add on to yours, Brit, because Brit with with I already gave almost- one to Brit. Oh, I, I didn't. I no, no, I'm lying. I always give it to Brit. I didn't this time. This is where people have stopped <laughs> listening anyway, so go on. <laughs> I'm giving it to Brit just for her awesome scenes with like the fear in her eyes about Cyrus and um, how she felt about that kid who OD'd and bringing that information to Jason. Seeing Jason come out of the elevator and her face just drops. Like she was just on point, like amazing with her sadness. Um, and- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, in terms of lines, when Carly was with Jason, she asked him, uh, did you fall down and bang your knuckles all at once? That kind of made me laugh. <laughs> That's so good. That is really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what else? There was a few other things. Oh, um, Joss's description of Gladys to Jax. She's a lying liar who lies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my god, when Cyrus and Martin were sitting together and Martin's like, as thrilling as this has been sitting in silence and staring at her phones, I must go. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm giving a start on Martin. But I don't know if that's <laughs> what you were just doing. Because he's amazing and I'm glad he had a bit of a comeback today with Laura. Like, oh, you're talking to me now? Um, yes. I love his character a lot. And I mean, I don't know, like, Laura has inadvertently sucked when it comes to Florence like I don't know how that's gotten real messed up and twisted but you know she she accidentally spilled information to have gotten Florence kidnapped in the first place and now she messed up by like having her son find Florence right like it's so (laughs) terrible and that whole conversation was so dark like I like Martin but he comes off sometimes threatening but very truthful and what he's saying was legit but it was scary it was almost like you're in this now <laughs> yeah oh, damn like the mob late. like in the family yeah. mob in a different yeah. way yeah like the family family of a family member <laughs> in the mob <laughs> yeah like when he said like the only reason he's not gonna murder me and punish me instead is because we're family <laughs> that's what family does they don't Silver murder lining. you. Yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think we did it. We did. We did. Okay, just I always need confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Have an awesome weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye.